Even before it was released in the summer of 1989, a lot of people feared that Do the Right Thing would stir up racial tension and incite violence. Yet for all the controversy that surrounded the release of Spike Lee's masterpiece, here is an ironic counterbalance. It was the film that the then Michelle Lavon Robinson and Barack Obama went to see on their first date. The soon-to-be couple spent the rest of their evening debating the film over ice cream. And as we know, some 19 years later, Barack Obama was sworn in as America's first black president. Of course, there is still racial tension in America, but Do the Right Thing never claimed it had the power to end it. Instead, producer, writer and director Spike Lee had the courage, talent and conviction to put those tensions on screen in a manner that simply took your breath away. Dago Wab, Guinea, Garlic Bread, Pizza Sling, and Spaghetti Bin, and Victor Moan, Perry Como, Luciano Pavarotti, Solo Meal, Non Singer, Motherfucker. You gold teeth, gold chain wearing, fried chicken, and biscuit eating, monkey ate, baboon, big guy, fast running, high jumping, spear chucking, 360 degree basketball dunking, titsoon, spade, mulling yarn. Take your fucking pizza, pizza, and go the fuck back to Africa. But it is not just the incendiary dialogue and searing performances that deliver the punches. The film has other strengths. Lee doesn't only get his characters to verbalise their feelings. His cinematographer, Ernest Dickerson, visualises the tensions. The catalyst for these conflicts is the soaring heat. And from the opening frames where we see Mr. Senior Love Daddy, played by Samuel Jackson on the local radio, each colour and composition is carefully chosen to convey the oppressive heat and humidity in the height of a Brooklyn summer. Primary colours were chosen for the costumes and set design. Then Dickerson saturated the print to make the colours even stronger. Of course, he could have delivered a bleached out look, the sort we are so familiar with when the sunlight is so strong it forces us to squint. But the strong colours work because they are complemented by a bustling soundtrack. Bleached out colours don't suggest strong sounds. Rather, they imply echoes from the distance. So instead, we get a cacophony of voices, languages and accents, all constantly filtering through the spaces, whether we are indoors or out on the street. I want an arrest made right now. Right now. I'm fucking shot. Would you please calm down, sir, and tell us what happened? Two black kids, they shot me with the fire hydrant. They ruined my car. Look, this is an antique. They got me fucking shot. So where are they? Where are they? Brilliant fucking question. They, they ran away. Where do you think they are? Do you wish to file a complaint, sir? Yeah, I want to file a complaint. I want him locked under the fucking jail. Hey, Marco, I'm going to turn to one, okay? Yeah, Where you going? Where's he going? Did you happen oh. to catch the name of the suspect, Officer. sir? Officer! What the fuck are you doing? Fuck that Just calm down. Calm down, my ass! Did you happen to catch the name of the suspect? Fuck you, their name. Mo and Joe. What do I know their names? Mo and Joe what, sir? Mo and Joe what? Mo and Joe what? Mo and Joe Black. How's that? They're brothers, sir. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, they're fucking brothers. And no matter where we are, Sal's Pizzeria, the Korean grocery store, Mother Sister's Stoop or Tina's apartment, we are inundated with a gallery of faces, many of them delivered in close-up, so we see the characters sweating it out on the hottest day of the year. Quite often, Lee has them address the camera in a way that not so much has them talking directly to us as has them invading our space. For some shots, Dickerson even put a toaster just below the front of the camera so the air would heat and the image would blur into near delirium. And being inside offers little respite either. Hey, hey, Sal, how come we got the brothers on the wall here? You want brothers on the wall? Get your own place. You can do what you want to do. You can put your brothers and uncles and nieces and nephews, your stepfather, stepmother, whoever you want. You see? But this is my pizzeria. American Italians on the wall only. Take it easy, huh? And you, hey, don't stop me. What? 
Yeah, that might be fine, Sal, but uh, you, you own this. Rarely do I see any American Italians eating in here. All I see is black folks. So since we spend much money here, we do have some sex. The music you're listening to was composed by Spike Lee's father, Bill Lee, who not only played bass for Aretha Franklin and Bob Dylan, but was also a classmate of one Dr. Martin Luther King. In addition to that, he scored his son's earliest films, from his first short, the brilliantly funny Joe Bedstyle's Barbershop, We Cut Heads, to his first feature films, She's Got a Habit, School Days, Do the Right Thing, and this wonderful tune from Mo Better Blues. Now, good as Bill Lee's music is for Do The Right Thing, it is in its own way quite traditional. Written as a piece of jazz, the one and so far only truly unique art form to come from America, the music adds an historical dimension to what we feel is an immediate drama. But obviously, the most significant piece of music is the song Spike Lee asked Public Enemy to write specifically for the film. We've got to fight the powers that be. Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. If he's straight out racist, the sucker was simple and plain. Motherfuck him in, John Wayne. Cause I'm black and I'm proud. Already I'm, I'm hyped for some amp. Most of my heroes don't appear in no stamp. Sample, look back, you look and find nothing but rednecks for 400 years. If you of course, there was a danger that by going for hip hop that was so contemporary, it ran the risk of instantly dating the movie. But it hasn't. Indeed, its inclusion is a permanent reminder of how diverse, sophisticated and rich African-American culture is. Lee uses the music over the opening credits, and then we hear it later whenever one of the characters, the wonderfully named Radio Rahim, happens to walk through the scene. And the first time he does, he explains the enormous knuckle dusters that adorn his hands. Let me tell you the story of right hand, left hand. It's a tale of good and evil. Hey! It was with this hand that Cain iced his brother. Love. These five fingers, they go straight to the soul of man. The right hand, the hand of love. The speech, song and visuals neatly encapsulate the film's central question. How should you deal with racism? Through words or physical action? Should those words be conciliatory or confrontational? Should the physical actions be disarming or hostile? Lee is too intelligent a mind to claim he knows the answer, but he does know where it starts. Personal accountability. Man, I gotta go. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Doctor. This is the mayor talking. All right, all right. Doctor. Come on, what, what? Always do the right thing. Remember, Lee, the film's producer, writer and director, also acts in the film, and his character, Mookie, is an unmarried father who not only neglects his Hispanic partner, but also reneges on his responsibilities towards his son. Lee makes me Everybody makes me sick. Shit. Your father ain't no real father. He's a bum. Trump change to the curb, pulling no major pub bum. Do the Right Thing is as vibrant, provocative, funny, incendiary and insightful as it was more than 20 years after it was first released. Shamefully, the film was all but overlooked by the major award groups. It received two Oscar nominations, Screenplay and Supporting Actor, but won neither. It wasn't even nominated for original song. 
Under the Sea from Disney's animated picture The Little Mermaid won that year. It's a good song, but Fight the Power is brilliant. What did win Best Picture? Driving Miss Daisy. I'd say that hurt. Also, bear in mind that the year before, Mississippi Burning had garnered seven nominations for a movie that clearly placed white people at the front of the civil rights movement while disgracefully shoving the black American experience into the background. Both Driving Miss Daisy and Mississippi Burning are neatly codified films that consign segregation to the past and encourage us to believe that such a racist world no longer exists. Do the Right Thing does not do that, and because it confronts rather than comforts, a lot of critics thought it would incite violence. It didn't, and it doesn't. What does it do? It asks you to pay attention, and I don't know how the critics missed it. I mean, it's there, right from the opening line. Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake! This is Mr. Senior Love Daddy, your voice of choice. The world's only 12-hour strong man on the air. Here on We Love Radio, 108 FM. The last on your dial, but first in your hearts. And that's the truth, Ruth.